Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Last week, uh, we were not able to get an episode up. That is my fault. John Michael was out on his honeymoon with his uh, wife, Kaylee, and I could not, for the life of me, figure out how to get one of these things posted. So I think I've got it all figured out. Hopefully this one goes up Sunday afternoon and uh, you guys have some information going into the week. So here we go. Let's get right to it. So we've been talking about doing our podcast in a little bit different style and we're going to try that out today. Uh, So I'm going to lay out kind of the general stimulus for each day of the week and then I'll go back and review what those actual days look like. So for the week, we're starting off the week, Monday, doing uh, some heavy work, a little bit of a complex with a barbell. We're going to be rolling on the minute, and we're trying to pick up heavy things and push for a max, so some high-intensity lifting. After that, our workout's going to be fast and relatively short, uh, running, rowing, running, some high-intensity output that's relatively simple, relatively safe, and it's really just about digging deep and, uh, and pushing, pushing some of your thresholds and some of your levels of comfortability. On Tuesday, we're going to slow things down a little bit, do a little bit more complicated skill strength work. Um, it's still some good stuff. It's, it has to do with our overhead pressing. And, uh, and then after that, we're going to do another shorter workout because uh, we're going to be chewing up a lot of time with that skill. So we're going to go hard for a seven-minute AMRAP. Um, we are moving a barbell and then moving our body a little bit and spending some time on the rower. But again, it's another opportunity to really dump some high intensity into the workout. You're only going to be working for seven minutes. Wednesday, we're getting much longer and steadier. We've got a 30-minute cap on our workout. Uh, it's got quite a couple different movements, and, uh, and it's much more of a grinder style of a workout. So you really have to find a good pace and stick to it and be consistent. A nice long workout on Wednesday. Thursday, we're doing some more strength work. We're trying to press some heavy stuff, um, and then we're adding in some core work to go with it. Then we're doing a middle-of-the-road uh, middle sort of workout, 14-minute AMRAP, and uh, we're going to have some running and a barbell. So it's another opportunity for some relatively high intensity, but we're not looking at a 7-minute range. We're looking at 14 minutes, so there's got to be some pacing put into, into your game plan there. Then finally, on Friday, some skill work. Uh, one of my favorite skills, and I'll get to that in a couple minutes as I talk through this stuff, uh, but I really like it. It's a great way to work on uh, timing and position for a split jerk. And then our workout, it's not terribly long, uh, but it won't be horribly short either. We're probably looking at about 15 minutes for, for most folks, and, um, and nothing too heavy, nothing too crazy. Another chance for some relatively high intensity, and you're going to see that again and again. We want you guys to push the intensity a lot because that's where we make a lot of our gains. At the same time, be smart about the weights you use so that you can push that intensity safely. Last bit of the week, uh, I've redesigned a fight gone bad for our Saturday workout. Uh, So you're going to be working that Tabata style structure, or I'm sorry, not Tabata style structure, fight gone bad in uh, this thing I've made are both one minute of work followed by a new station that's another minute of work. And you do five consecutive minutes of work, and then you take a one minute rest, and we do three rounds of that. 
So I think it'll be fun. It'll be a solid workout. We'll be able to get a lot of people through and, uh, and get some good fitness in. So let's head back to Monday and I will actually talk through what we're doing. All right. So Monday's complex. It's moving a barbell. We're going to do 10 minutes of this and we're doing it on the minute. You're going to do a power clean, alternate both of your legs for a front rack lunge and then do a push press. And we're trying to build up to a max for the complex. So I would try to shoot for that max around minute nine, giving you an opportunity to go heavier or try again, depending on how that attempt went. Uh, and and you've got one more minute to, to give it a go. If you hit it and you think that's your total max, then just strip off some weight and do one more set and do a really good rep to finish off, or a really good uh, complex to finish off, rather. Uh, then our workout, it's four time. It's an 800-meter run, then a 500-meter row, then an 800-meter run. So you got to push that run pretty hard at the beginning, but but be smart enough that you can get on that rower and work because a 500-meter row is not a terribly long interval. You should be able to burn through it pretty quickly. And then, yes, your legs are going to be jello when you hit that 800-meter run to close it out, uh, but it's really just it's a lot of grit. It's just pushing yourself to a really uncomfortable place. I think this workout could totally be done under 10 minutes. Um, I mean, the math says it could be a mile run and a 500-meter row. That's doable in under 10 minutes for some people. We're probably looking at a little over 10 minutes for, for a lot of people. Push your limits here. This is a great one to, to really just turn the screws on yourself. See what you're made of and, and see if you can be made of a little bit more tomorrow because you pushed the envelope and found more in yourself. Uh, I love this workout. I think it's I think it's going to be a really sort of fun one. At the same time, it's going to be nasty, but that's how this goes most of the time, right? If you want good results, you have to put in a good high level of work. All right. So our Monday was those two components. On to Tuesday, where we are going to be rocking skill strength work. Uh, we're going to be moving a kettlebell. We haven't done Turkish get-ups in a while, so we're going to bring them back. We're doing a Turkish get-up. At the top of that Turkish getup, we're going to do five strict presses. Then we're going to descend the Turkish getup, and that's the end of that rep. We switch sides. We do the same thing on the other side. Turkish getup, five strict presses, and then return down off the Turkish getup. Um, it's a lot of work to go through that many uh, that many presses and the Turkish getups, and we've got a big time frame to account for that. So every four minutes, we're going to do a round of this. Oh, I forgot. Once you're done with those Turkish get-ups and the presses, then you've got a set of strict pull-ups, maybe somewhere between 5 and 10 reps. Maybe we need to do negatives. Maybe we need to add a band for assistance. Um, if you're a real boss at strict pull-ups, maybe you're even adding a little bit of weight to make it difficult enough that 10 reps is the absolute limit of what you can do in that set. Uh, yeah, so some, some stabilization work, a lot of engaging of the core, and then some strict pulling. So that'll be 16 minutes of time spent, right? Because we got four rounds and we're going on a four-minute clock structure. Afterwards, we have a seven-minute AMRAP. It's five power clean and jerks, a buck 35 for guys and 95 pounds for ladies, uh, 20 or 15 calories on the rower, depending on your, on your uh, sex there, and then 50 double-unders. Or if we need to scale it, we can do fewer double-unders. It really should fit within a minute. Uh, if we really need to just not do double-unders because we don't have that skill yet, one, you ought to be working on it. It's really just a practice thing. And two, for today, we can do single-unders or single-skips um, with 
that workout. I would love to see people try to move that barbell in bigger chunks. Quick singles can totally work, but I think at least for a round or two, you could probably go touch and go. You're not going to see that barbell all that many times. Um, I mean, in this, I see, I see the round taking probably about a minute and a half. So maybe we'll get through four-ish rounds. That might be doable. Um, maybe even a little bit more. But really, that's not that many times you're going to lift that barbell. So I'd love to see you guys really try to attack it and maybe scale that weight a little bit if it's too heavy for you. Scale it to something that you can cycle off three reps and then do a quick double, right? If we have to go quick singles right out the gate, I understand if that's a strategy you want to use, but I really encourage you to try to find the right weight that you can push the intensity a little bit more. This is only a seven-minute workout, so we want to see you guys really getting after it. All right, so Tuesday. Skill work and high intensity. On to Wednesday, where we're going to do a long, steady workout. Very much the opposite of what we did the day before. right? Instead of going short and fast, we're looking at steady, steady, steady. We've got a 30-minute cap on this. You're starting off with 20 burpee box overs. Once you finish those 20 burpee box overs, you're going to immediately begin five rounds doing 20 dumbbell box step-ups. Guys, you're going to be holding on to a 50-pound dumbbell. And gals, you're going to have a 35-pound dumbbell. We're still using a 24-inch box for guys and a 20-inch box for gals. Um, This is much like the open where you can put that dumbbell wherever you want it. You've got 20 reps to do. Then you move on to 15 toes to bar. When you finish those toes to bar, you're headed to the wall and you're going to do 10 strict handstand push-ups. We can scale the range of motion on those if we need to, and or we can move to a a piked or a bare handstand push-up where we've got our feet or our knees up on a box. Uh, However you're doing those, probably looking at two, maybe even three sets for, for the majority of people. There's a couple badasses out there who can knock out 10 in a row, uh, but be smart about that if you completely burn off your shoulders and then you come back for round two because you've got five rounds there in the middle then it's going to be it's going to be a train wreck in a hurry so i encourage you to pick the right pace for yourself and the right strategy on breaking up those handstand push-ups oh yeah if we need to we could totally also do dumbbell strict presses i really love those as a scale for strict handstand push-ups because they require a lot of that similar stabilization It's not nearly as disorientating as being upside down, but it's also a good bit safer because you're not going to fall on your head, right? And if you have to drop the dumbbells, you can. We really ask that you don't because uh, we want to maintain the integrity of our dumbbells, and if they get dropped a lot, they they eventually will break. But uh, we can totally have a safer movement there and still work really hard, right? You can pick a set of dumbbells that you can only press five reps in a row and just be completely and totally smoked and need a break. And, and that can give you a very similar stimulus to somebody who's struggling through five or six handstand push-ups done strict consecutively. So find the right level for yourself and, uh, and be smart about it. Get something good out of that workout or out of that piece of the workout by pushing your own limitations. Don't worry about anybody else. You got to play your own game if you want to make progress. Once you finish five rounds there in the middle, we're going to cap this thing off the way we started it with another 20 burpee box overs. Um, those last 20 reps, that's the time to really ratchet it down and and push it hard. That's that's I think that's under two minutes of work for a lot of people. I know it is. Um, for a lot of people, it'll also be around two minutes of work. 
but it's the end of the workout, right? Almost view that as its own workout. Once you get there, it's time to just let it loose. Tear through those 20 reps and call your time out. Be done, right? Afterward, go for a little walk, do some stretching. Um, that's all we got that day is one long, steady piece of work where we're really trying to be consistent and then own some difficult skill work there in the middle with toes to bar and those strict handstand push-ups. Hopefully you get something out of that. Um, I really like that style and structure, but, uh, but I know that not everybody agrees with me on everything. So hopefully, hopefully you can find something beneficial for yourself in that. On to Thursday, where we're going to be doing some floor presses, right? A floor press is the equivalent of a bench press without a bench. So we lie on the ground, uh, we lower and touch our triceps and our elbows to the floor and then press back up. So we don't have that bouncing, that stretch reflex that you would on a bench press. So it's a little bit more control and uh, that makes it a little bit different. You're not going to lift quite as heavy. We're going to do five sets of 10 floor presses. Once you finish your 10th rep, you're going to do a thing called a windshield wiper. Um, I haven't programmed these and I don't even know how long, but I used to do them all the time. And it's a really good movement for working core engagement and also having that stable lockout that we need on a bench press or a push-up, anything where we're pressing in front of our body. I'll put out a video of this on uh, the Improvement Imminent page, and we'll share it over to the CrossFit Cadre and CrossFit CLE pages so you guys can take a look at this before it's going to happen. We're going to work with a partner on this on this little complex so that we have somebody there to spot us and keep us safe and then we also have them to work as our uh, as our resting timer so while my partner fred is working i'm resting right because i'm spotting him it's going to take him a little bit of time to get through his set once he does we'll put the bar on the floor maybe we need to change the weights a little bit and then i'm going to get under the bar and fred's going to help me lock it up so that i can begin my set of 10 presses and 10 windshield wipers and while i'm working he gets to rest so working with that partner, it's, it's a good way to keep ourselves safe and have a timer for our rest. And it can just be fun. Have fun with each other, um, but still work really hard. Right? We can have a blast while still focusing on getting quite fit. After our strength work, our workout's simple. 14-minute AMRAP, you're doing 200-meter runs and seven thrusters. Those seven thrusters are not light. They're relatively heavy. We are using 115 pounds for the guys and 80 pounds for the ladies. This ideally is going to be unbroken. It's only seven reps, so we want to see you put it up, keep it on the rack, and just do all seven reps and then get out and run again. The running is kind of your resting zone. That's your chance to recover a little bit because those thrusters are going to kick you hard. Um, If that's not heavy enough for you, which there are some people who can just toss that weight around, then go a little heavier. Maybe use 135 pounds. Um, I know for me that would be a really challenging set of seven on the thrusters. If you need to go lighter, please be smart. Go lighter, right? We got to play our own game again. It's all about you making progress, not anybody else. All right. Our Friday is going to have a skill piece again. We're going to do seven sets of 10 split jerk drops. With a split jerk drop, we are doing no dip or drive. We're just standing tall with that bar on our shoulders, and then we are going to drop underneath it and try to catch it in that split position. So the feet move, we drop down into that partial lunge, and we quickly lock our elbows. It's almost like we're trying to push ourselves down 
underneath the barbell. I really love this drill. It's taught me a lot about positioning. It's very evident when your bar is a little bit out in front of you, when you've been pushing forward on it. And the real key to a split jerk, or one of them, is to make sure that your bar path is very straight, very vertical, and it ends up over the back of the shoulders, not out in front of the shoulders. And this is a great way to work on that. Before you drop, think about pulling your chin back, getting your face out of the way so that you can punch that bar straight up and even slightly back, right? Because it's starting on the front of the shoulder and it needs to end up stacked on top of the shoulder or on the back end of the shoulder. So that means it needs to move back an inch or two. So thinking about clearing that bar path and having a really good line of action is huge. Um, Use this drill well and I think you can get a lot out of it. After that, our workout, it's for time. It's an ascending ladder. We're doing 10 ring dips, 10 overhead squats, 95 or 65 pounds, and then either 10 calories on a ski erg or calories on a bike, right? It's up to you. Um, Depending on our class sizes, we probably won't be able to fit everybody on the ski ergs or everybody on the bike. So you're going to kind of have to get in where you fit in. For ladies, the calories are a little bit less. We're going to start with 8 calories. The next round, you'll be doing 20s, except for ladies on the machines. You're going to do 16 calories. And then the final round, you're going to go through with 30s. Ladies, you're going to be doing 24 calories on the machines. Um, So this, it's going to be a little bit tough because it's going to get harder as you go. At the same time, that overhead squat weight is meant to be something that you can definitely hold on for round one. Maybe you need a break on round two, and then most people are going to be taking a break or two on round three when you've got those 30 reps to do. Once you get on that machine, there's no excuse. It's just work. So just put your head down and keep putting in the work. Put in the effort, and you'll get through those calories much sooner. If you're just kind of looking at that screen and going, woe is me, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get in your head, and it's going to take longer. So... Put the head down and work. Just push through them. They'll be gone in no time if you can see past them and understand you'll be done if you just put in the effort. Lastly, our Saturday bit, right? I said I rebuilt uh, Fight Gone Bad. I'm calling it Something Else Gone Bad. I don't know what the something else is, but here's our movements. Uh, We're doing kettlebell swings with a standard weight, ab mat sit-ups, bear crawls going for meters, goblet squats with that same kettlebell and then hand release push-ups so how it works you got three rounds to do you have one minute at each station you're going to swing as many kettlebell swings as you can in a minute then you move on to as many ab mat sit-ups as can be done in a minute then you bear crawl hard for a minute then you move on to the goblet squat for another minute and then you finish with a minute of hand release push-ups once you finish those hand release push-ups, you get a minute of rest to kind of tally up your scores, close off that round, reset your brain, and then begin again with those kettlebell swings to start off the next minute and the next round of work. So three rounds of that. Uh, it's going to get a little interesting, uh, I think. It's a lot of kettlebell swinging, but that weight's not crazy heavy. Maybe take a couple breaks within that minute so it stays safe. Ab mat sit-ups, there's no breaks there. You can just keep going. Bear crawls, that's just mental. Uh, you probably can keep going, but you're going to want those breaks. 
the goblet squats are really going to burn, and then those hand release push-ups, by then I think your shoulders are going to be a little toasty, and it's going to be tough to push through big sets of reps. Make sure you're getting tight on the floor before you punch back up through the repetition, right? These should be good hand release push-ups. Always a good push-up because a good push-up feeds into better, stronger dips, strict presses, handstand push-ups, any type of pressing movement. The push-up is the most basic and easiest of them, and if we can't do it well, then we're really going to struggle once we get to the higher levels of those pressing movements. So focus in on good repetitions. They will help you immensely in the long run. All right, hopefully that's some good info for you guys. Knocked out a whole week in one shot and gave you guys that little intro at the beginning to kind of break down where we're placing things uh, throughout the week. Hopefully uh, that makes a little bit more sense to some of you. We want to see you guys understand a little bit this programming so that you can feel confident that you're going to get results out of it. I'm confident it will give you results. It's given me results for years, uh, but, but sometimes we have to believe to achieve. So hopefully you guys can find that belief. We'll see you in the gyms.